All right, guys, thanks for joining Diesel Performance Podcast. We got a special edition here. I'm sitting down with Chris Atani, uh, one of the engineers over at Banks Power, and he's going through some really cool results that they're getting off of the, the gear that they've set up with all of the competitors this year. So give me a little bit of, of an idea here. What are you guys measuring and what are you measuring it with? All right, so we gave each of the contestants here a Banks i-1.8 data monster system, which is a little OBD2 gauge plugs into the port, as well as a series of sensor modules to be able to log pressures and temperatures at uh, different key locations in the intake to uh, ultimately measure manifold air density, which is um, the ultimate power um, metric to look at for an engine. Okay, so manifold air density compared to boost. This is something, again, we've talked about with Gail in the past. We know he's really big on mad versus bad and, and what this is telling us. Give my listeners a quick recap here. Why do we care about manifold air density? All right, so your engine is essentially at its core, it's a it's an air pump. So it's moving a certain amount of volume per revolution. Uh, so with that volume, um, with that CFM that is pumping, the more dense the air is, the more mass it has per thousand uh, cubic feet of volume, uh, the more oxygen you're putting into the cylinders. And with that extra oxygen, you're able to input um, more fuel and get more power out of it. So unlike just measuring boost pressure, which is only the pressure aspect of it, um, it doesn't account for any of the temperature effects that's going on um, and accounting for that density. So manifold air density combines the two and is basically the ultimate way of looking at how much oxygen you're feeding your engine and ultimately how much power your engine is able to produce. Okay, okay. So, so boost just gives me a general idea of the pressure or just the volume that I'm throwing into the manifold. And, and, and we all understand, I think, in the diesel world at this point, the more air, the better, right? If I can get more boost, if I can get more air into my engine, like you said, I can throw more fuel at it. I, I can burn more fuel or I can burn the fuel I have more efficiently. Um, how much swing does temperature make on this? Like if I see 60 pounds of boost and it's 100 degrees outside or it's 40 degrees outside, how much actual change is that in air density? It's huge, actually. So right now we're looking at a data set from one of the logs earlier today on the quarter mile pass. Um, so the, the biggest thing that where you can see the example of how big temperature affects everything is, uh, so before your intercooler, um, your intercooler basically is a restriction in the device. It removes boost pressure. Uh, for most of these contestants we're looking here today, they're about three or four PSI pressure loss through the intercooler. So if boost is the best metric, why would anyone put an intercooler in their system that's going to restrict everything? And the answer is because the loss of boost pressure is, um, has a net density effect that's less than the, get the benefit from the loss of temperatures. And in uh, most of the cases here, it actually doubles the density um, before and after the intercooler. So it's, it's huge. It's actually um, one of the biggest contributions to power of the engine, more so than just the turbos themselves. Okay. Okay. So now I'm getting it. So, so I'll give up a couple of PSI if I can get more dense air, meaning I'm going to be able to burn everything better down the line. Uh, how does that make an impact over guys with twin turbo kits compared to single turbo kits? Because I'll tell you, we love Brad Sankey, but that single S480 and Billy Hartzell with his single turbo, they both had struggles throughout the competition. Yeah. So uh, the compounds are definitely putting a lot more temperature into um, the the um, charger than the single turbos, uh, but they're also putting a lot more pressure as well. So by looking at the manifold air density or the compressor outlet densities, we can kind of see what's the net effect um, of a lower boost, lower temperature system versus a higher boost, higher temperature system. And overall, the compound turbos are getting uh, a net benefit of uh, 
they have higher temperatures, but the extra pressure gives them more density than the single compounds in the general sense. They're offsetting it like a 12 valve with a screwdriver. They just keep turning it up. Yeah, I like exactly. it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Um, but they have performed better. So, so they're, they're working out here as we look across the board, are the guys who are making the highest boost also making the most horsepower? Are there any, are there any other surprising kind of results that we're seeing as we're going through some of these, uh, these measurements? Uh, well, we're seeing some, um, some of the contestants have pretty restrictive intercoolers. Um, so that's kind of playing into some of the final power numbers. Um, but it ultimately also depends on how much fuel and how much, um, you know, how far they're willing to take the limits of their engine. So some of these guys are pushing it to the ragged edge. We've seen a couple guys blow up already and some guys are sure. running a little bit more conservative. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hit or miss there. Gotcha. Gotcha. How does nitrous play into this mix? Cause we're seeing a lot of guys, they started off real conservative with the, with the nitrous, even especially yesterday at the dyno. And then as they got into their later runs, it was a spray and pray effect where they're just giving everything we got. We need a number. Uh, are you seeing that make a huge difference in the temperatures when they run the fuel only compared to when they run with the nitrous? Oh yeah, definitely. The nitrous is doing a lot to cool that charger and increase their density. So, um, it's a, it's a huge impact on the overall air density and the overall oxygen content in the engine. So, um, especially the guys that are spraying it in between their, their two compressor stages. Um, since no one here is running a true intercooler, so a charger cooler in between compressor one and compressor two, uh, they're seeing some guys with no, uh, nitrous in between stages. They're having, um, charger cooler temps as high as seven or 800 degrees F. But the guys Holy that are shit. running the nitrous are actually down in like the fives or the fours. So it's doing a lot to cool off that charger in between stages. Absolutely. Okay. So it's not even just how much nitrous, where did you place it? Where are the jets running? How are you using the nitrous? And we all know timing and everything else has something to do with that. That's really interesting, man. What other kind of insights are you guys gathering uh, as you look through some of this data? So for this um, exercise or this event, what we're doing is we're having a contest to see who's got the best um, compressor, who's got the best intercooler and who's got the best overall engine package, uh, all by measuring air density. And we're doing that by basically comparing uh, for the compressor, the intercooler inlet density versus the ambient air density. So how much air density is being uh, added by the two compressors or single or dual compressors, depending on what configuration they're running. And then for the intercooler, it's in between the manifold and the compressor outlet. So how much air density is being added by the intercooler. And then finally, the, the overall manifold air density, which is kind of the ultimate um, air density that's being um, uh, inhaled by the engine as it pumps air. So uh, we're looking, we're compiling each of the contestants runs, um, the data after each run. Uh, the Adash has a little SD card, so we just hop, pop out the SD card in between runs, put in the laptop, and just process it real quick, and we have a spreadsheet that kind of compares everyone. Well, that's awesome. Uh, can I just take a wild guess here, Duramax in the lead? Um, on this sheet, I don't have, let me see. So right now, the highest is Seth Kuntz from, uh, this is up to the sled pole contest. Right? Oh, with the, with the 12 valve. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sure. So sure. He's got a 600% uh, manifold air density. So essentially he's got um, 600 times the standard day of air density. So that's 72.2. Uh, that's what everyone uses for like the uh, dyno correction factors. It's kind of sure. like the sea level average air density. So he's, his uh, manifold has six times that. So it's, basically is it enhancing the air the oxygen content and the manifold six times over that typical sea level day 
Gotcha. So that's quite a bit. Awesome, man. Well, Chris, thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to our listeners and explain a little bit more about this. I know I'm definitely excited to see what the final results are here after the trailer cone course and the sled pull wrapping up Diesel Power Challenge 2019. Cool. Thanks a lot.